Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this podcast, I'm going to go over some of the health hazards around your pool. I'm going to talk to you about some chemical hazards and ways to protect yourself, whether you maintain your own pool or if you do pool service for a living. These tips will help preserve you and also prevent any kind of chemical injury that could be caused by the chemicals that you use for your pool. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. One of the things that I learned early on is how hazardous it is to um, use the chemicals around your pool also, just working in this business is hazardous in itself. So the person that trained me um, way back in 1988, his name was Doug Ward, and he was a family friend, and he took me out there and trained me. And one thing I noticed about him, first thing that I noticed was his attire in the summertime. Even in 90, 100-degree weather, he wore blue slacks, and he had blue long sleeve dress shirts, and he wore a long brim hat. And I kind of pattern myself after that. I wear dress shirts out there. I wear slacks and I don't wear shorts. And I also wear a straw hat out there. And I think um, one of the first things I learned was that the sun is very hazardous. He had skin cancer. He had a few um, surgeries to remove them on his forehead and cheek. And so right away I knew that this was uh, one of the hazards of the job was, of course, the sun. And so I make sure I'm covered up. The only part that's exposed on me when I'm working is my arms from the elbow down and then um, part of my face but of course and my neck Um, but I definitely wear suntan lotion so I wear the sunscreen SPF 50 and I definitely reapply it so I make sure that I'm covered in that respect Um, so the first thing of course is the sun is definitely damaging I also wear I also wear polarized sunglasses to help with the sun UV rays hitting my eyes and I make sure that I have gloves on. I use nitrile gloves. When I first started, I used latex gloves, but um, then if you wear latex gloves for a long time, you develop a reaction to them. So then I went to the nitrile gloves, and there's many brands that sell nitrile gloves on Amazon now. You can buy them online. Um, Well, Lamotte was one of the ones that I first started out with, but they're hard to find sometimes, so I just get um, generic ones online. And as long as they're nitrile coated, the the black gloves that you see in the videos that I film, um, they're going to protect your hand from the chemicals. And so another hazard, of course, is handling the chemicals out there that you put into the pool. To me, one of the most dangerous chemicals we use, of course, is the muriatic acid. And I'll definitely always recommend wearing gloves when you're pouring it. Sometimes you'll get you'll splash yourself with this if you're not careful. I've had a t- I've had an incident or an accident, I should say where one of the Hassa acid lids was defective or broken. There was actually a crack in it. I didn't notice it. 
So when I put the lid back on, it didn't go on all the way. And so when I pulled the acid container out to put it back into my truck, um, some acid splashed on me when I put it down. And of course, I rinsed myself quickly, but I still have a couple of acid burns on my, my arm from this incident. And so I've learned very early that I got to make sure that the lids are all intact. Everything is um, in good working order on the acid containers that I use. And definitely you can get acid splashed on you and it can burn you pretty quickly. So the acid is pretty hazardous when you pour it. The fumes can also be very hazardous. You want to make sure that you're pouring it and you know which direction the fumes are blowing when you're pouring it. If you don't want to deal with the muriatic acid, definitely go ahead and use dry acid. It's very safe. There's no fumes and it doesn't burn you when it gets on you. So um, definitely there's an option there if you don't want to use the liquid muriatic acid. Um, the liquid chlorine is not hazardous, so to speak, but the trichlor tablets can be very hazardous, especially if you're handling them all the time. There's a, a factory here locally that actually makes the tablets, and the people that work in the factory are wearing those hazmat suits, and they wear really thick rubber gloves when they're handling it. So um, you can see how hazardous the trichlor tablets are just in the um, tablet form and by touching them all the time. I was talking to a guy that worked there, and he didn't have the gloves. He didn't have his gloves left at home, or, or something happened, and he had to take just regular gloves. So he took kitchen gloves with him, and he used them all day long, and his hands were burned um, in the factory from just using regular gloves. So definitely the hazard is definitely there with the trichlor tablets, and you definitely want to make sure that you protect yourself by wearing gloves when you're handling them. And when you, you if you're a homeowner, you definitely want to wear gloves when you handle them. Another danger of the trichlor tablets is that if the bucket gets water in it there's chlorine and acid in there and that mixture is basically like a mustard gas and so if water were to get into a tablet bucket and you open it up the fumes from that um, could potentially knock you over it can definitely make you choke and it can burn your lungs um, there was a guy in my group that had this happen and for about two weeks he had problems with his lungs because it burned him so badly um, he even went to see the doctor about it um, so this can definitely happen. Same when you're putting the tablets into a uh, chlorine feeder. The rainbow are the most popular chlorine feeders. When you open up the rainbow lid or the Hayward chlorinator, there may be something wrong with the chlorinator. The tablets may not be um, dissolving properly in there. And that can build up the same kind of fumes that you would get when you open a trichlor bucket and get that whiff of fumes from there. So be very aware of that. I usually wear a, a mask when I'm opening up the trichlor tablet buckets or the um, chlorinators on my route or if I do open them up I have my head tilted back and so I'm not getting the full whiff of it you don't want to open up the trichlor tablet bucket with your head directly over it and the same with the chlorinators I usually open it with my hand and I'm leaning back so that I don't get I'm not directly over the chamber when I open it and this also is a way to protect yourself from the fumes of course you may not remember this all the time and you may just um, open the lid and reach in there and, and get a whiff of the fumes. So try to keep the trichlor tablet buckets in a dry place. I don't recommend storing them in your garage because they are an oxidizer, but at least store them in a covered area or cover them with a tarp. The lids are supposed to be waterproof, but sometimes the lids have a malfunction or a defect or you don't put the lid on correctly, and definitely water can get in there and cause that toxic fume from the trichlor tablets. One of the biggest things that I always emphasize is the fact that the dust from DE 
is an industrial carcinogen here in the United States. I think it's classified similar in Europe, um, but if you breathe the dust in on a continuous basis, it could cause lung disease and cancer. And so I make a note to always wear a mask when I'm adding DE to a pool. There are a couple products that I switched over to to avoid the dust. One is the Aquacell. DE comes in a one pound soluble bag, water soluble bag. So you just drop it in the skimmer and the bag melts so you get none of the DE dust. You can switch over to Paralyte. That's another form of filter element similar to DE but doesn't have the same toxic qualities of it. And definitely wear a mask anyway because that's very fine powder also. Or you can use the Cellapool. Um, DE is um, made by EP Minerals and it's a low dust DE. 90% of the dust has been removed from the DE bag. Also comes in these waterproof bags. And I'm a big fan of the Cellapool. It's great. They come in, I think, 20, uh, I can't remember the size of the bag, 24 pound bags, I think it is. And you can definitely get them at your local supplier. You may be, order, may be able to order the bags online if you're a homeowner, but the Aquacell is also a great alternative because the DE dust in the powdered form is an industrial carcinogen, and I definitely think you should uh, take precautions, especially if you're in a region where you have a lot of DE filters like here in Southern California. About half of my filters are DE, and so I'm running into this problem a lot, and you want to definitely take precautions when you're handling diatomaceous earth or DE powder. Another thing that can be hazardous are the actual reagents themselves. If you're using the OTO, it's a yellow reagent that comes with the basic test kit. That's actually a carcinogen. They're actually banned, I think, in most regions of the world. But here in the U.S., the OTO is still available. I don't really use the OTO that much on my route anymore. I'll use the photometers or test strips or the tailor kit that uses a dye and doesn't use the OTO. And the OTO is the, has a yellow lid. And then when you add it to your tester, it's going to turn, um, the indicator is going to turn uh, different shades of yellow to indicate the chlorine level. So that actual product is a carcinogen. So be careful when you're handling that, not to get any on your hands, and definitely don't spill any. And so definitely some of the reagents that we use out there can also be um, a hazard to your health. If you use uh, soda ash, that also can be a hazard. If you read the label, you're not supposed to breathe it, get any in your eyes. Um, so definitely take precautions when you're using soda ash. I mainly use um, borax, and I also use um, baking soda out there, which is less hazardous than soda ash. So um, I don't really use that product very often, but it is a hazard also, so be careful when you're using that. So basically any kind of chemical that we use can be a hazard in one way or another with the fumes getting on your skin. Um, so just be aware that this industry... Is, does have a lot of hazards built into it because of what we do out there. You never want to mix chemicals together. So if you have, if you if you don't want to put, of course, chlorine, different chlorines in a bucket and pour it in the pool, mixing chemicals could cause a reaction. Um, you don't want to mix calcium chloride with anything. So there's a lot of different aspects of it. Just keep, I guess, bottom line is don't mix chemicals together out there and you'll avoid a lot of problems. You can definitely pour chemicals in the pool at the same time in different areas. Um, you can pour the muric acid in a deep end and then pour chlorine right after that. It's not going to cause any kind of explosion. But if you are mixing chemicals in a small five gallon bucket, um, just definitely be leery of the fact that that could be a problem. And if you have, if you're treating water features or fountains or small bodies of water, you want to be cautious also because the fumes could build up really quickly in those small bodies of water. 
So I suggest spending a lot of time reading the SDS or MSDS sheets on the product. For instance, if you look up DE, if you scroll down, you'll see chronic acute effects. And it's the crystalline silica that is actually the carcinogenic element in there. And I always read these data sheets on any chemical that I'm using just to be um, informed of any kind of hazard that I'm dealing with out there. And you can look them all up online. Your supplier may have the MSDS sheets for all the chemicals they carry there. And definitely flip through them and look through them carefully to look at the toxicological information on them. And that way you're not um, using something that's hazardous in a way that could cause a hazard to yourself. And definitely be aware that there are definitely a lot of hazardous chemicals out there in this industry. So if you're a homeowner looking for more resources for your pool care, definitely check out my website, swimmingperlearning.com. I have a lot of great um, web pages on there. Plus I have an ebook available for $9.99 and a print book. And again, you can learn more about that at swimmingperlearning.com. If you're in the industry, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguidecoaching.com. There are a lot of great benefits to that program also, including the ability to text me and call me in real time, plus a lot of great uh, discounts inside the group. You can learn more about that at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.